You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you as always for tuning in and for listening. I so appreciate having you here each week. It's such an honor to be in your ears. <laughs> that phrase sounds so awkward, being in your ears. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. I love you. I adore you. Thank you for being here. Now, support for this episode comes from my friends at Teachable. So Teachable is an online course creation platform. It's where you can build your own online school. So I deaf saw that the episode I did on how I make money and how I became successful was super popular. And that's because I know you are looking to become successful and make money and free yourself financially. And this idea of doing your soul's work and making a living off of it sounds like your kind of deal. I totally get that. And one of the things that's made my business super awesome is online courses, which I totally shared in that, in that episode. And All of my online courses run on Teachable. It's my go-to platform. I adore it. It's so easy and intuitive and it's plug and play and it's simple and it's beautiful. I love the way it looks. I'm a big aesthetic person, huge into design. And if it doesn't look good, Kelly Track ain't gonna use it. So I love Teachable because it always makes my stuff look super beautiful and my students really appreciate that in turn. So if you're looking to create your online course, you should totally give Teachable a try. If you sign up with the link in the show notes, you get access to the listener freebie, which is really sweet and generous of Teachable. So you get three free online classes on how to build your first online course and how to really nail that marketing and nail the lighting and sound so it looks really professional and how to really hit it out of the park. So my friends, the link for you is in the show notes. And I also want to take a second to give a couple of my recent students some shout outs. So I want to give Julie a shout out for enrolling in your best life. Julie, shout out to you. You live in the U.S. Uh, Charlotte, who lives in the U.S. for enrolling in your conscious empire. Lauren, who lives in Australia for enrolling in your conscious empire. And Kelly, who lives in the U.S. and just enrolled in your conscious empire. Thank you so much. I adore you guys. Thank you so much for taking the leap and saying yes. It's always so exciting when the work you create really resonates with people. And I so appreciate that. So thank you. All right, my friends. So today's episode is all about your intuition and what is your intuition and how do you hear it and how do you access it and what does it sound like? So these sorts of questions have been coming up a lot for me lately in just my personal life and with my family and friends. And as you know, when I get sort of a theme coming up, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure the universe wants me to make a podcast episode about this. So intuition it is for you today. FYI, intuition is like one of those words I have to double check all the time and spell check. Something about the U and the I together (laughs) trips me up a little bit. Anyways, so that being said, let's just dive right into this really fun episode today. And I want to begin by explaining what your intuition even is. So a lot of people call this like your sixth sense. It's like your spidey senses. It's like if you were, you know, Spider-Man, it's like the webs that come out of your fingers and you go, I kind of visualize it like that. It's your spidey sense. It's your sixth sense. It's that extra dimension you have for your decision-making process. Now, intuition 
comes from many forms and it sort of depends on your take on spirituality and consciousness. So for me, I like to believe that my intuition is my connection with the divine and my higher self and my soul. So I use sort of the same words that are interchangeable. So your positive self-talk and your, you know, that love-based voice and your intuition and your soul, I would group that all together as one, which I explain a lot in my courses and in the podcast. So for me, the intuition has to do with my higher self, aka that like grounded, loving, soulful voice in inside my own body. So Intuition can be a really interesting one because for different people, it takes different forms. I hear a lot, people ask this sort of question of, well, how do I hear it? Or I don't really hear a voice or I don't know if I close my eyes, nothing comes up. So people access intuition in different ways. So maybe you are a visual person and maybe your intuition gives you visuals or images Or maybe you are more of an auditory person where your intuition will communicate to you in words. Or maybe your intuition will kind of communicate with you in some sort of other form. Like maybe you'll have sort of a deja vu and an inner knowingness that's really peaceful and grounded. And you'll be like, oh, wait a second. I feel like I've done this before or I feel like I've done something similar or I feel like I'm repeating the same bad habit as before or the same negative pattern. Your intuition will come to you in different forms. So for starters, this idea of hearing your intuition might totally be your jam and you might actually hear your intuition. Or that's okay if you understand and interpret your intuition in a different way, especially if you go with your feelings. So now in your best life, which is my self-development course, which I really appreciate all of those of you guys who are enrolled. It's by far my most popular course. I have this huge concept in there called the feelings-based approach, which is how I make my own choices and how I tap into my own intuition. And I go with how things feel. So what does this mean? The feelings-based approach. For starters, I want you to tap in and see where does your body communicate with you. So for you, maybe when you are in a dark alley at night, maybe it's your stomach that goes, uh, something isn't good here. Or maybe it's your heart and you are like, "Mm, something's not right. And your shoulders kind of go inward. I would ask yourself, where does my intuition crop up? If I'm in the dark alley, where do I feel this physical sensation in my body? This is where I find the easiest spot for my coaching clients to access their intuition is based on where it feels like it's coming from. So for me, I'm a stomach person. I can feel so much in my stomach and I talk a ton in depth about how to take the feelings-based approach and how to listen in and how to understand your bodily cues because the body has a ton of innate wisdom. And once you learn to realize, wait a second, my body is giving me signals if something's on or off. You can actually really harness that knowledge for us way more superior decision making. Now, this idea of listening to your body and your bodily sensations and your intuition and what it feels like in your body, it's 100% a practice. So it's one of those things, as always, you get better at it over time. So don't worry so much about nailing it out of the park. Go slow. 
as always, I recommend starting with the easy stuff, like the low-hanging fruit. Asking your intuition, should I take this street or that street? Should I buy this type of coffee or that? Should I buy this mug or should I get this mug? Do I go with these pillows or those? Your intuition will be strengthened if you start with the smaller questions and you take these small questions and you kind of run it through the feelings-based approach and you kind of figure out how the answers feel in your body and usually you'll feel instinctively pulled towards one. So say for example, you're in anthropology and you're looking at two really beautiful mugs, okay? They're like super gorgeous. They're like, they got pretty like hand-painted watercolors on them. One's got like a gold little handle. One of them has like a gold ring around the top. And you're looking at these two mugs and you're like, oh, they're both really pretty, but I only need one. Which one do I go with? Ask your intuition. Literally just ask. Seriously, you can start off by just saying, well, which one should I go for? And see if you are instinctively pulled to one of the mugs. Just start with that. In terms of the feelings-based approach, I love this one because I think a lot of people have an easier time resonating with how certain decisions feel in the body. And from there, starting with that access point, you can go into the intuition a lot deeper. So if you're looking at the two mugs, think about how each one feels in your body. Now, I know this, you're probably thinking, okay, God, two mugs at anthropology, how does this feel in my body? Well, we do this stuff with the little bits first, where we visualize, you know, say, think about your life with that mug, okay? You enjoying your hot cacao at home in that beautiful mug with the gold handle, and then visualize your life with the mug with the gold ring around the top. Now, one of them might feel better for you. And then if you visualize, maybe you really want the one with the gold handle, and the one with the ring around the top, you're like not so keen about. And if you're kind of thinking about, oh, if I had this mug, this one with the ring around the top, and I didn't really like it as much, and, you know, I kind of got it because it was just on sale, and you sort of think about it, your body might give you a couple cues. Your face might start to scrunch. You might kind of look at it with a little bit of a different facial expression, or your tonality and your voice might change. This is the kind of really deep, intricate stuff I teach you in your best life of how to actually understand what your body is telling you. And how to figure out what different things feel like in the body so that you know when it comes time to making the bigger decisions that you can actually go in and ask your intuition and you can be really clear on what your body's trying to tell you here. Now, I do want to say a caveat here. The feelings-based approach is my own thing, right? So because it is the Kelly Track Show and because I do my own thing and run my own business, you guys, I just teach you the stuff that I make myself, right? I... I'm always asked a million times over and over again, what coaching school did you go to? I didn't go to any because I just teach you guys what I know to be truly transformational and it's all my own practices. So that's the huge fun bit about making your own, your own approaches for other people. It's like, wait a sec, I use this all the time and now I share it with you. So when I work with people or clients, I usually find that the feelings-based approach is the fastest way to access their intuition because for starters, you can feel how options resonate in the body. And I can tell I'm very like skilled at this point of picking up on the very subtle cues or bodily sensations if we're on Skype. We're, I mean, we're all energetic beings, right? So 
I know when something feels off for you based on how it sounds, how it looks, what facial expression you're making, how long it takes for you to answer. I am on that stuff because intuition is really fascinating where you get really clear on your own intuition. You'll start getting clear on other people's intuitions before they know what intuition is. So <laughs> like, I just want to share that with you up front that, you know, it's a practice. This feelings based approach thing is a hundred percent my own shindig. <laughs> and I love it because it's one of the easiest ways to get into that groove of the body's wisdom is to just ask, well, how does this feel for me? What does this feel like? Do I feel open and wide or do I feel contracted and closed? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really powerful one. When you're really debating this stuff and the reason why I always share, start with the small stuff, because when you are coming to the bigger decisions, like do I stay or do I go? Do I quit or do I stay? Do I start or do I not? That's the time when you want to have your intuition 100% on board. And the best way to get there is to practice with the baby stuff, the slow hanging fruit, the stuff that actually doesn't really matter, like the mug and anthropology, which is why I recommend beginning with that so you can really train yourself to listen in, to tap in, to tune in, to turn on to that voice. And start with just asking, how do these decisions even feel in the body? And then go from there. So I want to explain to you more about how to get guidance from your intuition. Now that I've explained sort of where it might live in your body and where you might be able to access that zone and how you might be able to feel into it. But now I want to transition into explaining, okay, we got some data about the anthropology mugs and what do I do next? Because this is like the million dollar question, right? We get input from the intuition and then whether or not you listen to it is the big deal. So listening to the answer is the practice because sometimes the intuition might give you something weird. It might give you something you weren't expecting. It might give you something that you never thought of before. It might give you a very scary next step and you're like, ah, oh, shit intuition really really I really have to go hire three people fine <laughs> so you are usually dialoguing in your head at all times so because I teach the mindset work I'm very in tune with what sounds like my intuition and what sounds like my ego so what sounds like fear and what sounds like love whenever you're stuck between listening to the voices in your head always ask is this coming from a place of love or is this coming from a place of fear that will give you a really quick, quick piece of guidance as to where it's coming from. Now, usually if you are getting a message from your intuition, whether you are seeing it or you feel it or you actually physically hear words, it's going to sound peaceful and grounded and calm and relaxed. When I hear my own intuition, because intuition will speak to me in the ways in which it knows I can understand, right? In the same way it works with for you. Same thing goes with the universe and the divine. The divine communicates in ways in which it knows that you'll understand. So intuition for me will come in the forms of visuals or words or feelings. And when I hear the words, it's not like I hear Jesus talking to me out of a megaphone. <laughs> it's going to sound most likely like your own voice, but more peaceful and grounded as if you've like 
just meditated for like three hours straight and then you got a really good piece of advice. That's what the voice is going to sound like. It's going to be really calm and really grounded and really relaxed and really centered. If it sounds like it's freaking out or fretting or it makes your heart race and it's nattering really fast at you, that probably is your ego trying to give you some crap. So learning how to listen to the intuition versus the inner critic slash ego is a huge component of your best life. And I deep dive on how you can do that in that course. So you're welcome to explore more there. Now, when you have gotten this piece of information from that grounded, loving voice, it might sound like as simple as a yes or no. I would recommend starting off with yes or no answers. And you can ask your intuition very simple yes or no questions at all times. Say, for example, you're looking at enrolling in your conscious empire. Ask your intuition, should I enroll in this? Wait for the pause. You should get a yes or no. Should I enroll in Kelly Track's Your Best Life? Did anything come up in the pause? Should I work with Kelly Track as a coach? Wait for the pause and see. Usually you get an intuitive really quick yes or no. I know that's a big case for me. Like I can just ask it off the bat, like, yes or no. Should I buy this mug at Anthropology? Yes or no. Should I get this pesto? Yes or no. Should I go up this weekend for, for the weekend at the cabin? Yes or no. Should I go to that yoga class? Yes or no. Yes or no questions I find super helpful when you're starting out. And especially if you're looking at any kind of decision. And like I said, start with the small stuff. Like, do I buy this tomato sauce? Do I buy this coffee? Do I go for coffee today or do I go for tea? But just ask, do I buy the broccoli? Yes or no. Should I get the cauliflower? Yes or no. Or hold both options in your mind's eye and say, do I get the cauliflower or do I get the broccoli? And see what pops up. Do you get a visual of one? Do you hear the answer? Does your mind sort of like fixate on the cauliflower and you kind of feel like, oh, you know, cauliflower would be really tasty. It's like a cauliflower pizza or like cauliflower on the barbecue. Yeah, ask with those questions and see what comes up. Okay, let's talk about next steps. So this is once you've mastered the broccoli and cauliflower level and when you've mastered the home section <laughs> at anthropology and you know how to intuitively make a choice on the easy stuff. So what about when you have to make a decision like, should I quit or should I keep going? Mm, yeah, okay. This is prime time stuff to ask your intuition because your intuition has the answers for you. It has all the answers you ever want. You just have to become excellent at asking the right questions, waiting for the reply and taking action on what it tells you to do. Because the more you listen to it, the stronger it gets, right? The more you take inspired action from what your intuition tells you, the more your intuition will speak up. Like with anything that has to do with the universe or any sort of faucet of the universe's workings, I like to talk a lot about creativity and my divine downloads, which is what I call them and what I reference them as in your conscious empire. And it's like intuition is same thing as creativity, which is the same thing as business and so many other things. It's a muscle, right? You become more creative as you do more creative work. I become a better podcaster as I put out better podcasts and I become a better public speaker. The more speaking I do, the more courses I make, the more podcasts I do. I get better intuitive guidance the more I ask my intuition. 
it's all the same thing. It will surface up more and more when you call on it. It's a classic example of this idea that I call, you know, what you focus on creates, which is another huge component of both my courses, your best life and your conscious empire. Whatever you give your time and attention to expands. So if you're giving your time and attention to your intuition, you get better answers. So even just for a day, asking your intuition, everything, should I get back to this person on email now? Yes or no? (laughs) Should I go left or should I go right? Should I walk? Should I drive? Start with the small stuff and flex that muscle. But here's the deal. If you don't ask, you won't get an answer. And if you try to go with your head, that is a fast track way to really lose here because your head is aka your brain and your ego. And as clever as your ego is, and as much of a trickster as it is, that's not the best place to get those answers when you really have to ask the big stuff like, should I stay or should I go? So another way in which people make decisions is through this lens of, do I go with my brain or do I go with my heart? So my theory on intuition is that it has to do with the divine (laughs) and it has to do with the vagus nerve. This is my interpretation. I have no clue if this is backed up by science, but the vagus nerve is this nerve that runs through your gut, your heart, and your brain, right? It's a huge piece of like data that just runs through your body. There's so much stuff that gets explored in science in the vagus nerve, especially in terms of that gut brain connection. And, you know, as science becomes more in depth and the research that people are doing around the gut and what it's capable of doing and how that is kind of like a second brain that you have, it's all connected with this vagus nerve. So my opinion, when people are like, oh, is it just the brain? Do I go with just what my head thinks or do I go with just what my heart thinks? It's sort of all connected, (laughs) my dear friend. The vagus nerve connects all three. So your intuition is sort of a connection of everything, right? It's not just a siloed area of your body. Intuition is not something that lives in your body either, right? It's that sixth magical sense. And I like to think of it as, you know, the connection in that vagus nerve. It's my gut. It's my heart. It's my brain. It's got the best answer for me. And I like to access the zone in a place where I am, I'm at peace, right? So when you get really good intuitive guidance, it usually comes when you are relaxed. You know, if you're on holiday and you have an awesome idea, that's because you were relaxed. Nobody has an awesome idea at 5 p.m. after a very stressful, long work day, (laughs) right? So the same thing goes with your intuition. You want to be asking the big questions in a time when you're actually quiet and grounded. So say, for example, if you're looking to break up with your boyfriend, right after you have a huge fight, maybe it's not the best time to ask your intuition because your ego is going to be like really intense. And perhaps a better time would be like at the end of yoga in Shavasana or when you're meditating, when you're like actually more centered and calm, just to ask your intuition and say, hey, do I break up with Billy Bob Joe? And just wait to see if you get a reply or a visual or an idea or a sensation. Yeah, that's one of my best pieces of advice I can give you for the intuition because intuition shapeshifts, right? It's a sixth sense. It's this other dimension, right? It's accessing our higher consciousness. So 
it's a little bit different for all of us in the ways in which we get into that zone and the ways in which we can receive guidance and see it or hear it or taste it or touch it or smell it. That is dependent on you and your style. So you want to kind of do a little testing around, but the best way to even get into that zone when you can receive the information is through stillness. You can also meditate on it. So one of my yoga teachers told me this and it blew my mind because he's like, you know, when people say meditate on it, they meditate and then they ask questions, right? I'm like, what? (laughs) That's what people mean when they say meditate on it. I just thought like you went, took a break, meditated, and then came back to the decision. So you could even try it like that. Try accessing your intuition by meditating on it. Get into meditation, lay on your bed, relax, chill out, breathe, meditate. And by meditate, just focus on your breath. It's literally like watching your inhales and your exhales. And then ask a question once you feel relaxed and see what you get. See what kind of answers it gives you. That's a really easy way to get into that intuitive zone. Now, one of my favorite ways to get in touch with my intuition is to have somebody ask me questions, which is what I do with coaching clients as well. When I look for the intuitive answer and Here's the deal with your intuition. You can ask it a million times. You can ask it all sorts of different questions. And if you just ask, you know, the simple stuff like broccoli or cauliflower, you get an answer and then it's done, right? That's simple. You put it in the grocery cart and you you go to the next piece of fruit in the fruit and vegetable aisle. Now, when you're coming to answers and questions around, do I leave Billy Bob Joe or do I stay? And if it tells you a yes or a no, you want to keep asking questions. Like you can ask questions like, well, should I break up now? Or when should I break up? Or what should I do next? Or should I go on Tinder right away? Should I take a cool off period? Should we, you know, break up immediately? Should I get a new apartment right now? Should I wait? Like ask everything, like literally just ask it everything. It's like an unlimited supply of water. It's not like you're going to drain the tank on your intuition. You can go back and keep asking, ask questions in different ways. Sometimes the intuition needs to be questioned in a certain way in order for you to get an answer. And if you're not really getting a reply, try asking the question in a different way. It's like teaching a little kid how to do math. If they're not understanding how you're doing it, change it. Show them visually. If they're not understanding that, pull out some Legos and show them that. Your intuition works in the same sense. So keep working with it and ask different questions and ask questions in varying ways to get that answer that you need. Now, I want to go back to this idea of dialoguing with somebody else. So this is something I do in my coaching practice. And I work with people and I will dialogue with your intuition to get the right answers because it's so much easier if you're working with somebody to have them who knows how to do this, have them pinpoint and learn more. So this is super fun. I love doing this. And the answers that you get when somebody asks you the questions and is listening with their rational mind and with a little bit of their intuitive mind as well. And somebody who's a very strategic question asker, you can get stuff that you have never even considered. Now I've had very big answers come from times in which I've had my partner question my intuition. I I taught him how to do it, AKA like I just teach him what I do and I get him to ask me questions and the answers that I get from my intuition are so different. So that's something that we can totally explore together in coaching and one-on-one coaching sessions. If you feel called to work with me is that if you are wanting to dive deeper into an area or 
work through something, we can work together and I'll talk to your intuition and we'll get you some good answers and guidance that comes from you. Now, this is something you want to do with somebody who knows what they're doing and somebody who gets it. Like, this is not a good time to ask Wendy at the water cooler who's very negative to be like, hey, I'm having some work problems. Can you talk to my intuition? And she's going to be like, you are crazy. No, the weather is so bad today and it's raining. (laughs) Don't ask those kinds of people to dialogue with your intuition because they have no clue. You want somebody who's super loving, that you really connect with, that you feel like they understand you and they're not going to judge you. So if you're going to use somebody to have them ask you questions, but that's my absolute favorite way to get the answers that you might have a hard time asking. I was working with a client last week and some of the answers that we got around why he was having issues progressing in his business and why there was such tension came from these answers from his intuition that totally blew me away, totally blew him away. And he had no clue, right? And you just need somebody who knows what they're doing to ask you the right questions and to probe and to be able to sort of connect the dots and then be able to ask good questions, right? They always say you can tell how smart somebody is by the questions they ask. So the key thing is to just, yeah, find somebody you trust. Maybe it's a trusted friend and um, have them keep asking questions until you get to the root of the problem. And then at the end, have them summarize it to you. So at the end of an intuitive sort of session where I'll talk to their intuition, essentially you just sort of chill and get into that meditative zone. And I'll just ask you questions and you just give me the answer off the top of your head. It's very, very easy. It's very simple. And whatever you come up with off the top of your head is usually the right answer. So in my opinion, in terms of intuition, whatever answer you get first is your intuition, right? So this is not a time to ask, oh, well, wait a second, maybe it's this, or "Mm, maybe it's that, Mm, no, maybe it's that. That's sometimes the ego playing a trick with you. The answer that you get first and immediately is the right answer. You know how they always said, like, if you were doing a test in high school, like the answer that you think is first and the answer that you think is right and whatever comes to your head first is the correct answer. Same thing goes with your intuition. And here's the deal. This is where the real work is. If you get an answer that you don't like, you don't have to do anything with it. So in the past, I've asked very tough questions to my intuition and it's given me answers I didn't want to deal with. It's given me answers that were difficult. It's given me like an action step that I didn't want to take. It's given me like that, oh fuck, now I have to go jump into the void or now I have to do that thing or call that person or like say, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It can sometimes give you an answer and a solution that your ego will not enjoy doing, right? So you gotta just trust that what it gives you is the right next step. And as you go about your journey of asking the questions or having somebody work with you to ask the questions and then take action on what you hear, that's how you strengthen it. So I had some huge intuitive guidance come around the time when I was moving out of my old place and into this new current place. And I was having my partner dialogue with my intuition And the stuff it was telling me, it brought me to tears because it was so profound and the answers are coming from inside me and it made so much sense in a way that I could have never strung that together on my own with my rational brain. Does that make sense? That's sort of the level and the clarity that you get with the intuition. It knows you, right? It's lived with you your whole life. (laughs) Maybe it's been with you all your past lives too, probably, and it knows so much about you and It's you giving yourself answers. That's the beauty of it is because I can ask you questions in our sessions together around 
your life or your business or next steps or your goal or whatever we're, we're working on together. But the answers come from within you. And those are all stemming from you. You get to have the clarity on your own. And it's not me telling you what to do, which is what a lot of people think life coaching is about, is me telling you what to do. It's a dynamic dance and it's co-creating something together. And my favorite part is when I can dialogue with your intuition and see what kind of answers you already have inside of you that you just don't know, right? You, you never know until you ask. So ask and also have the courage to ask because sometimes we're very afraid of what the answer might be, especially if it's something big like a breakup, right? And you like don't want to ask because you're afraid it's going to be too big. Ask anyways, because why not, right? Like it kind of comes down to the willingness that you have to change what's not working in your life. And part of why I was thinking about this on the weekend when I was away weekend at the cabin i'm doing a couple podcast interviews this week on other people's shows and the question i get asked a lot is what has made you the most successful what attribute do you attribute your success to honestly i feel like it comes down to the biggest thing being my mindset how i think and the fact that i am willing to change anything that is not productive in my brain and any negative thought I am willing to look at and reevaluate and whatever it takes I will do to change I am so hardcore committed to change and mental mindset change right it's it's changing any sort of negative thought belief pattern habit old way of being I am willing to become a new person every year and part of that has come deeply through listening to my intuition and doing all of the mindset work because when you really do the mindset work which is basically like clearing out your thoughts, right? Which I teach you a ton about in your best life. That course is totally devoted to how to do that inner mindset work. And when you really get clear on the thoughts in your head and where they're coming from, and if it's rooted in love or rooted in fear, and you can understand your feelings-based approach and how things feel and resonate in your body, and you can totally clear, clear out your brain and what you're thinking and replace it and reprogram it with productive, good thoughts, it's life-changing, right? And once you start adopting more of like a love-based voice and you have better self-talk, and I teach you how to do that all in your best life, that's when you invite the intuition in. And that's when you can start actually asking the question and you'll have courage to ask the question and you'll have courage to take action. And you'll be able to trust it because you've done it before and it's given you awesome next steps. So when I've asked my intuition bigger stuff like, Stuff like, should I quit this project? Or if it's questions like, should I move out? Should I freaking get a better place? Should I do something else? Should I buy that car? Should I buy that as a gift for my partner? Should I buy that as a gift for my mom? Or should I hire that person? Should I po post that job? Having the courage to just ask and listen and be okay with the fact that it might give me something really scary that I don't want to do. And I do it anyways. Now, I also want to talk about this concept of asking your intuition the same question a bunch of times in order to get a different result. <laughs> so I forget who said it, but it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Same thing goes with your intuition. Sometimes it will give you an answer you don't like, and it's the right answer, right? So if you are in a bad relationship with Billy Bob Joe, and you ask your intuition, should I break up with him? And your intuition says, yes, please do it already. And then you wait five seconds. And then you ask again, intuition, should I break up with Billy Bob Joe? And then it says, yes, please. And then you ask again in two hours, hey, 
intuition. Should I break up with Billy Bob Joe? Now, this is where your ego might start playing tricks with you because the ego is very smart. So the ego and your negative self-talk and your negative inner critic, which are all synonyms for the same thing, that fear-based voice is very smart. It can shape shift and sound like your intuition. And you might get a different answer when you keep asking the same question because it's your ego. So this is where I encourage you to always go with what you got first. Yes, you can ask again tomorrow. This is where it gets tricky is when the ego can sometimes pipe up and play along. I usually tell, can tell really quickly when I'm dialoguing with a person's intuition in a coaching session because I can hear it when you start to actually speak from your brain, right? And you use your own words. And sometimes intuition has very different words. That's another thing here. The ego can sometimes cop out and do the easier stuff, which is why first and foremost, listen to the first answer you get as always, because it's usually right. And you'll be able to feel it in your body if it's told you the truth. Because if you have to break up with Billy Bob Joe and you feel that sensation in the body and you take that feelings-based approach, you're like, okay, intuition has given me guidance and I know it's right. At some level of you, you're like, yeah, I knew that answer. I knew it had to happen. Even though it might freak you out, even though you're going to have to move out, even though it's going to be frustrating and annoying and heartbreak and you're going to have to figure out who's going to take the dog, some part of you already knows. Deep down inside, you already know. And when your intuition gives you something that you might not log off the bat, deep down inside, you already know it's right. So that's why I encourage you not to keep asking so many times. Now, if you feel like the situation has changed, then it's a good time to ask again. So if Billy Bob is going and getting lots of help and he's doing lots of self-development and he's becoming a changed man, <laughs> and maybe you're actually really enjoying your relationship with him, ask your intuition again. Say, hey, should I stay? Intuition might say yes, you know? But it's this idea of if you keep asking the intuition again and again and again, like five times within the hour, that's when the ego might step in and shapeshift, which is what you have to be careful of. And when that happens, always be asking, is this really my intuition? And is this like a loving thought? Or is this fear and copping out and backing down and not jumping off the diving board? Because you'll get a very distinct answer. Now, I also want to talk about this idea of consulting your intuition before you make choices. In your conscious empire, which is my course on how you can build a heart-centered business, do what you adore and free yourself financially. I talk a lot about how your intuition is like having a high-end business coach at your fingertips all the time because I run my business really intuitively and I teach you how exactly I do that in that course. And I ask myself questions and I proceed with those answers because I don't work with a coach for my business. I get asked this a lot, like, who's coaching you on your business. I've shared with you guys before. It's me. I already know what I'm doing. I have a lot of experience with business and I know what I'm doing. So I just listen to my intuition and I do what it tells me to do, which I know sounds kind of simple and also profound and also very basic in like the bad kind of basic sense, like basic bitch kind of sense of like, you just listen to the voice and you do it. You can't graph that in Excel. <laughs> The intuition has simple and profound answers that are usually right. And when you learn how to hone into it and you can use it in situations where you already are good at the topic and you know what you're doing, that is like a recipe for magic. So 
for me and my business knowledge and what I know about business and then ask my intuition. It's like combining the strategy with this intuitive higher consciousness and that's pure magic. So I encourage you to do this in an area where you feel like it's really flowing and aligned and you got a lot of clarity and you know what you're doing. That's a great place to tap into for guidance because if you can do that, you don't really need to hire somebody because you got the answers with inside you, right? You can, yeah, get help, enroll in something when it speaks to you, get help from somebody to help fill in your knowledge gaps. But if you're like amazing at making plant-based meals and you're like an amazing plant-based cook and you have a ton of celebrity clients who want you to cook at their retreats and at their parties and your business is like awesome and you know what you're doing, ask your intuition for more help because you're very strong in that area and your intuition is going to give you great guidance because it already knows. Take what's going well in your life and ask for some more guidance around that and work with your intuition around that area because you're going to get amazing answers and it's going to be very crystal clear as to what you can do next. Now, I want to explain how I can hear my own intuition and what that process looks like for me because I think it's so helpful when we have examples of how it works for other people because you might listen and be like, oh yeah, that's me. Cool. (laughs) Or you might be thinking, oh my God, that's not me. And I do it like this. Awesome. That's what we're going for here. So this is how I hear and tap into my intuition. So for starters, I've been listening and tapping into my intuition and strengthening my intuitive side for about a year, very consistently. And I'm at the point now where I can ask questions and get an answer very fast and I can just do it in my head, right? So it's like I'm having a chat with myself. <laughs> it's like, hey, Kelly, what do you think about this? And it's like, ah, uh, I think you should do that. <laughs> so that's how it works. I just ask in my head and I hear it in my head. I usually, sometimes I'll say it out loud if I'm trying to process it. And I'll ask my question out loud and I'll say the reply out loud. Usually if I ask the question out loud, I'll hear it in my head really quickly. And sometimes my intuition can give me an answer as soon as I ask the question. And then I'll ask for clarity and it'll give me more advice. So it's usually me on my couch sometimes if I'm stuck and I'll ask it out loud. Like, hey, what about this? And then I wait for it and I kind of hear an answer. Sometimes I get visuals as well visuals of stuff that makes sense to me because like I said intuition and the divine will communicate with you in the ways in which it sees fit so on the weekend I was having a moment because I went away for the weekend and I took the weekend off and I was like why do I work so hard like what the heck now I was asking my intuition and it gave me a visual of a hamster on the hamster wheel and then it gave me a visual of the hamster on the wheel just stopping and sitting down the wheel, crossing its legs and drinking like some sort of beverage with a little umbrella. <laughs> so yeah, that's what my intuition gave me. Sometimes it'll give you pictures. And then I, in- I understand, I was gonna say I intuitively knew, but that's, I'm gonna deconstruct what that means. I had a knowingness that the intuition was actually trying to communicate to me that like, hey, Kelly, the hamster is on the wheel because it chooses to run. It continues to do the same thing, right? And if the hamster realizes that it can just stop and sit, it can drink a nice beverage and chill. So that message came to me in the form of the visual of the hamster and the visual of it chilling and crossing its legs and just having a drink. I understood that the intuition was trying to tell me, hey girl, 
you are like the baby hamster on the wheel, okay? Like you work hard because you do work hard and this is the way you've always done it and that this is an old default pattern and you can just lean into ease if you just stop chasing and sit your ass down. Yeah, that was a huge visual. I usually don't get visuals that big. It's usually more words. And when you can't get an answer to something and you feel stuck on something, you're like, why do I keep doing this? Like for me, it was like this idea of working really hard. It's like, why do I keep doing this? That's the time to take it to your intuition because you can't get answers anymore at that level of consciousness of your regular brain. We have to kind of go a little bit deeper, more into a meditative state, more into that subconscious mind and see what comes up. I also use my intuition a ton whenever it comes to buying things. So this has to do with seriously, almost any time I'm putting down the credit card for something. So whatever, I was at J. Crew yesterday and I was kind of debating on this like cute knit cream crochet top and all the girls that work there said it was really cute and my partner thought it was really cute, but I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. It was kind of like intuition, do I buy this? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> it's sometimes literally just like that. When I need clarity around a purchase, I find it so easy to just work with the purchases. And the best place in which I've learned to ask my intuition is around buying things that are bigger, investing in myself and going for bigger things. So if I enroll in somebody's program or course, or if I hire somebody, or if I'm making an investment for kellytrek.com I'll always ask my intuition do I buy this do I do this should I do this yes or no and I get great answers and it's usually yes it's usually a very strong yes if I'm feeling really pulled to do it and it's a yes that I cannot get out of my head so I always like to say when I'm communicating with you around things like if you feel called towards something that I make that's usually a sign that your intuition's pulling you towards it. And you got to trust those calls because sometimes you don't know why, but you're really drawn to something. You're like, I just don't know why, but I feel like I have to do this and I can't get it out of my head. And I just, I don't know what it is about this, but I can't stop thinking about it. Bingo, you are right on the intuition. And it doesn't have to make a lot of sense because as the unfolding occurs, you'll get more and more understanding as to why you had to do that thing. So for example, I can look back at why I had to take certain courses. For example, Jess Lively's Flow with Intention Masterclass was one of my absolute favorite things I studied this year. And I was so drawn to that course, I couldn't get it out of my head. And that's why I always like to ask you or whenever, you know, you're coming to consider a course I've made or you're coming to work with me is like, if you feel that intuitive pull, that is like, seriously you all have all of your poker chips on the intuition card and that's like when you're in the prime time which is why I like to really practice and strengthen my own intuition when it comes time to any kind of investment or purchase especially around bigger ticket items like if you're going for a new car or a better place or an upgraded handbag ask your intuition should I buy this yes or no and you know what if it says yes do it okay just do it <laughs> I recently, I'm really big into this idea of the energetic upgrade, which is something I teach you and how you do it to like expand your business and your money mindset in your conscious empire. And sometimes when I'm taking big energetic upgrades around high investment items, like more elaborate trips or nicer handbags, 
it's playing at a new level, right? And it's perhaps money you've never spent before or stuff you've never done before or things you've never, you know, experienced before. Ask your intuition, should I do this? Yes or no? And see what it says. Because your ego might have you playing at a certain level and your intuition might want to play with you at a higher level. Like, for example, I'm looking at flying home business class from Greece and I was like, oh man, I've never flown business class. I've never been in a plane where I can lie down. I've always had like economy seats and my intuition cannot take it out of my head. Like, it's like, spend the goddamn money, like do it, invest in yourself. It's worth it. You can have a whole extra week if you fly home and you can sleep on the way home. And that's when I really like to ask my intuition because sometimes our ego is like, oh my God, do you really need to fly business class? Are you really that special, Kelly? Do you really need to do that? Intuition is like, and your intuition honestly is like, girl, sleep on the plane, be comfortable, do it. So next time you're trying to make a big investment, ask intuition, do I buy this? Yes or no. That's a great place. I like to practice it. Okay, so I want to move into the Q&A section of this episode. So I put a call out on Instagram for questions about intuition, and I got some awesome ones. So we're going to jump right in. So Nikki asks, ooh, I feel like I'm reading an advice dating column. Nikki asks, <laughs> what advice do you have for letting go and allowing your intuition to lead you? I recently made a huge investment and business decision. Announcement coming soon, I promise. I personally struggle sometimes with enjoying the here and now because I'm so worried about the financial future or repercussions on my family of this choice. But I know in my heart of hearts that this is exactly what I am meant to be doing. So. This is a great question, Nikki, because sometimes the intuition just gives us one step. And I totally, totally understand and feel you when you are making big life choices and all you have is this one piece of intuitive guidance that says, go for it. <laughs> so I, I totally 100% understand that. And sometimes that's all you got. The universe only gives you one step at a time, which is a huge component of what I teach you in your conscious empire is that on the process of your journey and of creation and of building your business, your intuition and the universe is going to give you one step. It can't really give you the roadmap. It's not going to give you a 10 year plan. It'll give you one step and then you take it and then you get the next step and then you take it and then you get the next step. And it just works like that. Anytime I've made a huge investment or a huge choice or chosen to take a huge upgrade or do something that really freaked me out, it usually just came as an internal yes. And that was the only advice I got, even though my ego was losing its shit. And when I moved into this apartment, for example, like all I had was my intuition saying, yeah, go for it. And I was like, uh, are you going to tell me anything else? And that's all I got. That's all I had to go by was go for it. When I started kellytrack.com, it was like, go for it. And then I was like, uh, are you really going to just give me only that? This is also a great time to dialogue and ask more questions. Like, why is this the right choice? How will I be supported otherwise? How will I be financially supported? Where is the money going to come from? If I don't know the answer now, will you tell me later, intuition? Is this the right step? You can ask for some more questions, but 100%, I want to say right up front that sometimes all you get is like 
a super big intuitive whole body yes and that's okay it's it's just that sort of initial step and if you're in that position for starters that's like super normal i think intuition is one of those ones where people can kind of explain about taking big leaps or risks and you know they don't really give much back context to it honestly for me every single time i've taken a huge upgrade or a big leap of faith it's only come as like a you should do this and then silence and that's it you're not going in with a huge roadmap or a plan or anything it feels like this internal call and I 100% understand this piece about, well, what about the financial pressure and what about my family? Ask your intuition and dialogue with it about, well, where is the money going to come from? Or how am I going to make or generate this income? Or how will I be able to support them? Or how will I proceed? Or what should I do to earn an income? Or how can I, you know, get started more quickly? Or is there somebody I should reach out to? Ask it questions like that. Is there something I should take? Is there a book I should read? Is there something I should go learn? See what comes up because intuition can also give you guidance in that sort of sense and have your eyes and ears on the lookout for opportunities because sometimes you just get that intuitive call for something like a book, for example, and you might have no idea why you need to read it and how it has to do with making, you know, this big financial decision and your family, but the answer's lying there. So that would be my answer for you, Nikki. All right. Question from Jennifer. She said, so pumped for this pod episode. I'd love it if you have any tips for actually listening to your intuition once you access it. That's where I tend to get hung up. I have the impulse to do something, but I can easily talk myself out of the action. Oh man. Amen, sister. Oh my God. I feel like we've all been there. So totally normal, hundred percent normal. My favorite thing to ask is, you know, the differentiation between fear, which is something I talk a lot about in depth in your best life. And the best way I can explain fear, because we have way too many, you know, words for other stuff in English dictionary, but we don't have enough words about fear. So I like to call it your scary fear and your freedom fear. Ask yourself, does this fear taste like freedom? Because if you feel a sense of freedom from what your intuition is calling you towards, chances are that it has more awesome data and more stuff coming your way from from that experience. Also, yeah, totally. It's 100% a practice listening to it. And it will give you better, stronger advice the more you listen to it. And I also totally understand that it can feel like you want to chicken out sometimes because it'll put big things in front of you or freaky things or scary things or stuff you don't want to do or stuff that feels weird or like counterintuitive you're like why are you giving me that idea (laughs) I don't know what you should do like I have no clue what I should do with that and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this idea you could also dialogue with it and ask for more clarity around well why are you giving me this or why is this a good option or why is this the right time to do this or why do you think this is good for me or what will I learn or what will happen if I don't do it that's a great one what will happen if I don't do this yeah Because sometimes in our rational mind and our ego brain, we're like, oh, we know everything that's best for us. We can totally do it all. And like, I always say like the universe can dream a bigger dream for you than you can yourself. And in your conscious empire, I talk about this a lot about, you know, you got to work with the divine because the divine can make awesome stuff. And humans have a very tiny brain compared to the intelligence of the universe. So the more you tap in and the more you listen to the 
wisdom from above or within or however you define universe. That's where you get way better answers. And it just takes a certain level of trust of being like, okay, I don't get this. And I'm feeling magnetically pulled and I'm going to just try. If it gives you a simple step that feels like something you could totally do, go for it. Try it. Like maybe it's like a little weekend trip or maybe it's like taking a course or maybe it's something small like buying those nice plump ripe tomatoes, the heirloom ones that are like yellow and they look really pretty in the salad. (laughs) Go with something kind of small and just see like, oh, I had that random impulse to buy those tomatoes. And I made that awesome thing with the basil and the tomato. (laughs) Just try and see where it leads you once. And if it was awesome, do it again. And if it was awesome, do it again. And that's how you work your way up to taking the big actions, like the leaps of faith and starting the business and going all in and quitting your job and making your full-time business and, you know, hiring your first employee and hiring your second and third and all that good stuff. Start with the small stuff. Start with the heirloom tomato and see how much awesome magic it brings you. Also, second piece of advice, I would give yourself a countdown timer roll. So I have this thing with time. (laughs) I've expressed it a couple times on the show, but you definitely feel it if we're in a coaching session. So give yourself a really short time frame. Say if your intuition gives you an idea, it's like, hey, like you say, for example, you're like, oh, I want to work with Kelly. How can you hire me within a week? Stop saying, oh, I'll do within the next year. If you give yourself an s- extremely pointed timeline, deadline, you'll get it done. Like when I was looking at moving out of my old place and into my new place, I was like, how can I do this within a week? Yeah. I had the inspired action from my dialoguing with my intuition that I needed to move out. And it was just like, okay, how can I get this done ASAP? And give yourself a timeline that's way sooner than you think. And the sooner you can do it and the sooner you pull it off, better it gets. But if you give yourself like a year, your ego might talk you out of it. So give yourself less time than you think you need. Like for example, a week or um, two weeks. <laughs> okay, you can totally tell my, uh, my, time, my time perceptions. Anyways, I encourage you just to do it as soon as you can. And the faster, the better. And if you can keep it to under a month, that's the best. And if you can do it in like a week, if you could do it in a couple days, that's even better. Like end a, end a day by Friday. Yeah, because then, then your ego can't freak out because it has a task. You have to find an apartment. Like you have to move. You have to find the money. You have to quit your job. You have to like ask your partner to marry you. You're like, I got to do this by end of day Friday. There's no turning back. And you do it. I would totally recommend that piece of advice. Now, I have another question from Kelly, and she said, awesome. Can you talk about manifestations unfolding? Do things unfold based on what we are desiring slash asking for, or is there something else at play via our intuition that we may not be aware of when we're asking for what we want? In general, just curious if we could experience a manifestation disconnect between what we want and what our intuition knows what is best for us. Ooh, this is a really fascinating, awesome question, Kelly. AKA, like, when we're asking for something and our intuition's like, girl, I'm going to give you something better. Yeah, sometimes this happens, which is sort of why we don't get all of our manifestations, right? Because sometimes our intuitions are like, well, you need more unfolding. You need more time. You need more contrast. So I'll just give you an example when I was looking at this apartment, I was also looking at, you know, 
buying a house because there's always that debate do I rent or do I buy and I was like I could you know buy something or I could rent something and renting felt like a bajillion times easier and I also had a feeling like if I bought a place right off the bat do I really think that I would know what I really wanted like would I have had enough contrast so contrast is a word that Abraham Hicks likes to use and I'll define it for those of you that don't know so contrast is refining what you desire because you say you want a house and then you move into a house and you're like wait a second I actually want white marble countertops and then now you have more data right you had the contrast because uh, Abraham doesn't believe in the words like positive and negative they're very particular about word choice which is awesome and I love because I'm big into wording too so the contrast right so you move into this house and you weren't really clear with what you wanted but you wanted a house and then you're like well wait a second now I want white marble and now I want more of a yard and you know I thought we were gonna just be okay with one bedroom but I actually would love two bedrooms because an awesome second space for my desk would be sweet or, you know, I actually would love a bigger kitchen. When you can have more time for contrast, I feel like our intuition knows. And it's like, you know, in five years, that awesome house is going to flow your way. But right now, we're just going to give you this house or this apartment or this experience. And it'll give you time for you to develop the data and the contrast about what you desire, which I think is kind of nice. It's like, I like to believe that we live in a very benevolent universe and the universe loves us. And by giving us opportunities to refine what we want, we can get more clear on what we desire. I think a great way to explain this is in terms of dating. Like not all of us have an awesome experience with dating in high school. Like some of us marry high school sweethearts and that's like really nice. Now for most of us, we're like, we date somebody in high school and then you're like, well, wait a second. I want them to be more like this. And then you break up and then you date your like college honey. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I wish you were more like this and this. And then you guys break up and then, you know, you date somebody after college and then you get more time to data collect. And then you usually, you know, later on pick a partner that is even better because you've had all this past experience because you know in high school you're like I want this awesome partner right out of the gate I feel like as humans we don't know what we want until we experience that contrast right and then we get clear so I feel like our intuition is helping us in that sort of sense where it gives us experiences to just further refine what we really desire and that even we though we want it in the present moment with the experiences that we had like for example say you're like 16 and you want that hot dude to go with you to prom <laughs> aka scenario from former kelly track's life you know dear sweet kelly track was probably gonna think we might get married at that point um no the universe it was probably like uh you need to date some more people and then i'm gonna send you chris later down the road and he's gonna be awesome but you don't know you want chris right now and even though you think mr hot prom date is a really sweet potential for marriage um, I'm just going to save you from that one right now. <laughs> so I actually do think that, that because we have more time for refining what we desire, we're actually getting a better outcome. So my answer is yes. Sometimes we don't get what we want because something better is coming because we're trying to use our regular beta brains and our like alpha brains. And we're not really dancing with the divine, right? It's that idea and that metaphor of like trying to marry your high school prom date right off the bat versus being like okay the universe actually might give me something better down the road that's better suited for me if I allow more time and more contrast and more data collection
Okay, so Ella asks, yay, exciting. I'd like to know how you distinguish between ego and intuition because my ego can be very well disguised sometimes. Oh, MG. Oh my God. I have this one a lot because the ego, like I said, is a shapeshifter and it's really freaking smart. Sometimes it can sound like the intuition and sometimes you're like, uh, okay. I would go back to that idea of, is this rooted in love or is this rooted in fear? And that's why I also recommend asking the question once and just going with what comes up first, because I know sometimes when I'm really unhappy with the answer that my intuition gives me, I'll just want to ask again and again and again. And then I feel like my ego is getting involved and then my ego is like, okay, fine. You don't have to do it. Okay, Kelly, you don't have to hire another teammate or you don't have to do that thing. And I'm like, okay, phew, I'm off the hook. But I feel like my, my ego just like meddled in the process. So Whatever the first thing is that comes to your brain, and if it feels really good and based in love, even though it might freak you out a bit because it's a kind of a big thing, I would recommend going with that. Now, I want to also touch more on this idea that the ego can sound different. Also understand that this just comes with time. Like as you get better at this, Ella, you'll be able to like more clearly understand is this ego or is this intuition? So totally know that that's so normal. I still have to ask at times and be like, intuition, is that really you? You know, um, there's always that thing like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Or Chelsea Handler did a thing and she's like, are you there, vodka? It's me, Chelsea. I love that idea because it's like tapping in to your intuition. You're like, are you there, intuition? It's me, Kelly. <laughs> can I, can I get some help? Because Sometimes, yeah, the ego is just such a shapeshifter. I also like to ask my intuition and I call it intuition. I'll be like, intuition, blank. Or like, intuition, broccoli or cauliflower. Intuition, this cub at anthropology or this one. Intuition, it's like I'm speaking directly to it. You know, it's like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's like, are you there, intuition? And I'll call it by its name because when I get more pointed with it, especially if I feel like my ego is coming up and it's like, oh, you don't have to do it. I'll be like, intuition. <laughs> what do you think of this situation? And then it's sort of like intuition slowly raises its hand at the back of the classroom. And you're like, I knew you were in there. I just did not see you. I would approach it like that. And especially if you feel like your ego answered the first time, ask again. Like when you become more refined at the process, your intuition will probably be better at coming up the first time, which is why I like to say, you know, go with what comes up first. But if you know that your ego came up first and you intuitively know that you'll like, no, you're like, mm, I don't know. That answer is kind of a weird one. That's not a very good answer or not, not really rooted in love. Ask again and be like intuition. What do you think? Also, you can always come back come back to it in a more grounded space. So I know for me, my ego will give me more answers when I'm still in my kind of hot, heated, heady state. So for that time when I was really, you know, being like, why do I work so much? And like, what's with my obsession with work? And like, why can't I just take a freaking holiday and a break? I knew that my ego was like really involved in that because of I've had a huge past of working hard and like proving myself and striving and efforting and all that crap. And I knew that when I was feeling frustrated about not being able to relax on the weekend, I knew that I had to like take a hot second before I questioned my intuition. Because if I let my ego have that, ego would have been like, uh, girl, you got to get back to the computer. 
and intuition would never say that. So yeah, I just went and I laid down on the bed and I meditated. I listened to my meditation from Christy Bartel, who did my RTT meditation. And I just enjoy that meditation a lot and it's customized to me and I listened back and I enjoyed it and when I was in a more quiet spot then I asked my intuition as like, okay intuition why do I work so much and then it gave me the visual of the hamster <laughs> which you know sometimes you get weird stuff and you're like I don't think the ego could have made that up I don't know if the ego could have sent me the visual of the hamster crossing its leg and drinking a drink with a prank umbrella <laughs> so try that too Okay, people. So that's the show for you today. I had so much fun doing this with you. I hope you loved it. In a nutshell, you can totally access your intuition at any times. Ask more questions when possible. If you feel like the first answer came from love, even if it sounded like a big action step, trust it anyways. The more you listen to your intuition and you get an answer and you take inspired action with that step, the more your intuition will pipe up and the stronger it will get. Also, do your best to ask questions when you're in a more relaxed state. Like I said, everybody has good ideas when you're on a vacation and nobody has good ideas or can ask us intuition at like 5 p.m. on a very stressful Thursday. <laughs> so that's the show for you today. I hope you loved it. If you really enjoyed it, Take a second to share it on Instagram, tag me in it. I would love to see it in your Instagram stories and just let me know what you found really helpful and useful. That would be so awesome. And if you love this format of me sharing and then wrapping up with some Q&A at the end, let me know. I always enjoy hearing your feedback. So one last thing before you go, I just wanted to let you know that for August and the last little remainder of July, I have five one-on-one -on -one coaching spots available. So I'm only taking five clients this time and I have a bunch of holidays booked for the fall. So this is your time if you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one before I take a really big holiday. So my dear friends, if you are looking to level up and like actually rise and actually change your life and actually do that thing that you are dying to do, I would so love to support you and help you get there. So my coaching, I do both life and business coaching. We can do both of it in a single session. It's all good. And as always, my stuff has an emphasis on mindset. So you want and you desire something, right? And chances are there's a ton of fear and doubt and worry and OMG, I can't do that. Those kinds of thoughts in your head. And I would love to support you by helping you clear out that mental clutter and that mental stuff and really disintegrate and remove all those mental blocks so that you can actually go forward and take action. I would love to support you in achieving what you really want. And my style is results in a short time period. <laughs> so if you're looking to make a serious leap and do it in a short time frame, I would just adore working with you. And if you're feeling that magnetic pull to work with me, and if you love the show and you love the way I explain things and teach things, this is totally your time. Totally your time. And the five spots are going to go fast. So you heard it here. And also, P.S., I'm opening up payment plan for coaching. So in the past, it was traditionally all paid up front in full. And I'm opening up a payment plan so you can kind of pay as you go, which is really sweet. If it speaks to you and if it calls to you and if I'm the coach for you and you want to work on your life and your business and you really are really ready to go to the next level, like the kind of like, I'm not fucking around no more and I'm so serious and this is definitely it. This is the time to rise. This is it. This is your time. I would love to work with you. You would be a perfect fit. And yeah, coaching and all the deets are in the show notes. 
and come check it out if it speaks to you and if it calls to you. So my dear friends, thank you as always for tuning in and for listening and I'll catch you back here soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.